Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy holidays and happy uh happy pre-new year, baby. We're uh, we've only got a few more days of 2015 left. Uh so hope you uh hope you enjoy them and make the most of them. You know, get those resolutions set. I'm going to again make the resolution I made when I was in the 5th grade, which was try to read more. <laughs> Although I don't think Pizza Hut still has their um uh, their readers club. There's this thing <clears throat> that Pizza Hut did back in the day where it was like, if you read a certain amount of books, you get a free pizza. And of course, former fat kid, I was all about that incentive. I was like, you mean I can get pizza for just reading words? Um, <laughs> that was how I fat kid talk. Anyway, thank you so much, uh, you guys, for uh, for listening to the podcast up until this point. I really don't know how else to say it, but Brad and I love what we do. We love that you guys love what we do. Um, we've gotten to have some amazing guests on over over this past year, from Melissa McCarthy to uh, to Jerry Ferrara to uh, uh, Howie Mandel to, to Bob Saget to Kevin Nealon to Dana Carvey to, to Tony Danza. It's been an unbelievable year, and um, and we can't thank you guys enough for subscribing on iTunes and giving us those five star ratings and commenting on the iTunes page, which you should do right now during the intro because it takes two seconds. Um, and it helps us climb the charts and continue to bring you guys great content. This episode, it's a volume two of the About Last Night Best Of. The first one you guys love so much, and it was really fun to put together and listen to because the way people listen to, to the podcast is different. Some people listen every Monday. Some people let them kind of build up, and then they kind of binge listen. Some people listen uh, later in the week after the episode comes out. So it's fun to really go back and listen to uh, so many great moments and so many great guests we've had on. Uh, the first one was a hit. Uh, so we've got Volume 2, Best of ALN Volume 2, baby. From Peter Seagal to Jerry Ferrara to Joy McIntyre to Ryan Sickler to Eric Griffin and Quick Fat. Uh, this one is, uh, <laughs> is jam-packed with a lot of hilarity. So enjoy it so much, and have a, have a happy new year, man. The next time I, I talk to you guys, it'll be 2016. Enjoy the rest of your uh, holiday break, and uh, get ready for 2016, because... Brad and I just spoke yesterday about the guests that we have confirmed for January, and <laughs> holy shit, it's going to be, every week's going to be uh, pretty pretty spectacular um, for a couple months here, uh, entering 2016. We're going big, baby. You got you to gotta jump into the new year big, so uh, we're not wasting any time with that. Um, of course, follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter at Funny Brad. Uh, this weekend, Brad will be in Charlotte, North Carolina, December 31st through January 2nd at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. Go see Brad there, December 31st through January 2nd at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I will be in St. Louis at the Funny Bone, January 7th through the 10th. That's my next gig coming up. Uh, January 7th through the 10th, St. Louis Funny Bone. Get your tickets at funnybone.com. And then, of course, uh, I'll be back in L.A. on January 5th, and I'll be doing uh, shows uh, all around town um, uh, in January. So check AdamRayTV.com for all those details. And, of course, before the new year starts, you guys got a few more days to lock in and stack up your ALN merch, baby. 
hats are here. About last night, podcast hats. I don't know if you've been to a story merchandise recently. Go right now, baby. We got some dope ass hats up. I mean, these things are fucking. They're snapback. We got the logo on the front. It's as cool as it gets. Go to estoymerchandise.com. Get your ALN hats, your mugs, your Ronin the Quave shirts, my your life, my life shirts. Uh, a lot of great gift ideas still there and post uh, Christmas. Uh, spending can still occur and uh, also get your merch for the new year because Brad and I are both filling up that calendar and we're going to be on the road quite a bit I've got a new TBS show that I do with Eliza Schlesinger called uh, Separation Anxiety coming out on TBS in March and uh, I'm going to be hitting the road a lot so I want you guys to come out and see it and bring your merch because we'll sign it anyway that's uh, I think that's all the merch info that's all the Twitter handles those are the tour dates so now sit back relax and enjoy a very special Volume 2 Best Of About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Best of moment number 27. The director of the Nutty Professor uh, 50 First Dates, Get Smart, Tommy Boy. Uh, it's the amazing Peter Seagal sharing a, an incredible story uh, about working on the Nutty Professor with Eddie Murphy. Uh, the makeup process for mm-hmm. a night professor. How much are you? Did you oversee just and well, uh, Rick Baker won an Academy Award yeah. for the first movie, um, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize you know how uh, complicated it was. It was six hours of Jeez. makeup every day for Eddie, and to get into makeup, yeah. then it's right. about two or three hours to get out. Yeah, and so I felt horrible that he would be the last guy off the lot after our crew had packed up the trucks. Wow. The the makeup trailer light was still on, so. I mm-hmm. felt like I couldn't let him be the last guy off, so I would always go in at the end of the day and talk to him. And then Rick Baker would always be pissed at me because if you're talking, it's oh. hard to get the glue off <laughs> yeah, the face. Yeah. So I said, Pete, can you just shut the fuck up so we can go home? <laughs> he just needs to sit here. So uh, I learned to you know, talk and then let them do what they had to do. But I just, you know, it was great just hanging out for yeah. hours. He probably really appreciated it. I'm sure that... Well, I, I think so. And then um, the other thing that was really cool is... <laughs> Um, we'd have what we call Friday night videos where I would, you know, and it's scary because you never know, is the actor going to like the stuff you're doing during the shoot? And that's a, that was the longest shoot. That was a 96-day shoot well, because sure, of all the characters. Yeah, and you have a total of eight to nine hours of makeup yeah. every and, day. And very little time shooting. Right. You shoot, right? I mean, you guys, I mean, would you have other actors in the seats for the other There were relatives? tennis balls for the other actors, and then I uh, did the voices right. of the other. Now, by the way, that's a frightening thing. Yeah. Me, the white Jew, <laughs> you know, doing impressions wait, of wait, all of Eddie's. Please, somebody, let's, don't buy those rights. I want to do that Broadway musical at some point. <laughs> me, the, me white, the Jew. white Jew. And so, because in the first movie, Eddie had uh, an earpiece, and he would hear all of these actors in a soundproof booth giving all the other lines. Yeah. So he could talk and overlap those characters he said he didn't like wearing the earpiece anymore mm-hmm. so he said you know i thought well then what i guess it's i need a jew me. to feed me the lines yeah. <laughs> jew. he was just pointing to me but i said i thought he was meant to jew so yeah. <laughs> so i i started doing it but you know it's like i started you know being granny clump to one time and then and having to play mama oh 
my baby. Oh, I and mean, Jesus. I would have to. I feel yeah. like he stole your voices. Well, the first time I did it, there was it was like a very long pause. My life slowed down. And oh slowed. God! And I looked up at him and I thought, "Is this going to be good?" And he looked yeah. at me and he went, "Okay." And then we kept going. And I thought, "That's you know, it. I, yeah. I'm in." I'm oh, in. Oh, Jesus. And so uh, you know, that's the, incredible. And yeah. then he so. So he's just got to do that one part. And you're reading, I mean... I'm reading. So the dinner table scene in the, the restaurant, yeah. there were six characters, so it took six days. Jeez. For a four-minute scene. Yeah. By the way, I don't... I mean, I feel the same way about how I do with Jim Carrey and like Liar Liar or Jim Carrey and the Grinch and Eddie and Nutty Professor. I feel like those guys, and only maybe those... I feel like those guys only could do those yeah. parts. Yeah. You know, um, Rob Williams maybe could have done Liar Liar, but like physically what Jim Carrey does in that yeah. is... You know, yeah. uh, beating himself up in that courtroom. Yeah. Like, nobody could do that. Yeah. Uh, and with Eddie with this, and I feel like I am also just such a uh, love people that do multiple characters like that. And yeah. uh, it's why I loved Martin growing up. And, like, I feel like he should have been considered for an Academy Award for yes. that. Yes. Is that crazy to say? No, no, he should have. Um, it's and- mind blowing. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, every person is a real different person. Yeah. And it's, you're, never did I be like, Oh yeah, there's a so he was that's a character that time. Mm -hmm. No, he uh, he's like no one else, and you know there's a guy who will take what's on the page and it will change. You know he will improvise a lot. Some guys not so much. Yeah, Eddie a lot, and it's you know he will I think surprise himself at times and just start cracking up (laughs) with the stuff he comes up with, and uh, it's just. That is amazing to watch with it, and, him and, working, and then that's yeah. got to be crazy. I mean, because now if he's improvising a bunch as Mama to the uh, Grandma, well, now you got. I mean, you well, have... we would write down the improvs. My the script supervisor had like the toughest job on sure. there because no she's writing down all the ad libs from yesterday's performance and the day before and the day before. So by the day time you're at day six of a six character scene, you've got six extra days of improv. So your your script for for a, what started out as a four page four minute scene is now like twenty pages long. Oh, holy crap! But you might as well do all the improvs for everything, and but now that's me pointing <laughs> at the tennis balls, doing twenty pages of his improvs yeah. that are now I'm reading the script and then trying not to step on his lines so I don't overlap him. That's to me seems like one of the biggest uh, obstacles is yeah. not overstepping yeah. like and letting him. I mean, I mean, it's like you basically had to develop comedic rapport yeah. with a legend. Yeah, and let him do what he's going to do yeah. and not limit him without any... No. You guys never had any scene study classes together? No. There was yeah. no, no... You played a couple of video games. No, that was, uh, <laughs> that was the coolest thing. And, and if you asked me during pre-production how I was going to do it, I would have no answer because we had to make that up because I thought I was going to have the earpieces and all these other actors were standing by. Right. Nope. And you just, Isn't that crazy that wow. Eddie Murphy trusted you to, to help him give... The, those performances. Well, I'm not sure he trusted me at first. He just didn't want to do it a certain way, and I guess the trust was figure it out, you know. And but like so he I couldn't have like it out. he could yeah. have not liked the way you were doing. Like, oh yeah, you it know you could have been stepping on. You could have been nerve. I mean, you could just, have gone totally horribly wrong. But, I feel like right. that's a really amazing skill set uh, to just. And I don't know if you innately have always had this, but just and maybe you picked this up from the Tommy Boy. Like we got to figure it out that you weren't scared of anything. But like if Eddie Murphy to me was like. That would be in my head to be like, don't fuck this up. But you were just like, all right, he wants me to do it. I'm going to do it and not think twice well, about it. And, and then I, I'll say that I took that to my last film that I did, Grudge Match. And, um, you know, again, it was amazing working with both Stallone and De Niro. But Bob really likes to rehearse a lot. And so mm-hmm. 
what I the way I interacted with Eddie on that set carried over here because Bob would say, Pete, just run the lines with me. And I'd start running the lines. Yeah, let's do it again. And let's do it again. And then I'd, I'd tell the crew, you know, take five because yeah. he just wants to keep running. Then I realized I'm running lines. <laughs> yeah. Robert, yeah. De Niro. Robert De Niro. Step outside yeah, yourself. If, yeah. you, if you took two seconds to think about that, you wouldn't know how to answer and Stallone's him. Stallone's in the back going, who took my cherry Slurpee? <laughs> and you're like, all right, man, we're running lines. Easy with the Slurpee talk. <laughs> you, but those are the, that's the kind of moment where you say, this is a this is a life yeah. moment. Now, now you share these stories yeah. with wife well, when you get home. I mean, you right now, yeah. <laughs> Hell the yeah. only person who cares. <laughs> Best of moment number twenty eight: the weasel, Polly Shore. The main room stage, you know, my mom didn't own. You know, it was like that was like Ciro's, and then she she was in a dispute with this guy Art LeBeau who owned the property of it, and then they broke down the wall and they bought the main room and stuff. And that room was like, there used to be the comedy store players. Right. There was a, an improv group, and it was a big improv group, and there were some like, really good comedians. And Monday nights were like the night here at the comedy store. Like a line used to pack out, like hundreds of people would pack out. Always. You Jesus, know, it was free to yeah. get in. It was Monday night, so it was like the rock and roll night. And they used to open with, I would go on first with my band. I had a band. Called. And uh, we were called We Don't Know Yet because we never knew the name. <laughs> We Perfect never, name. We never knew. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't. Yeah. Know what's the name of your band? We, <laughs> we, don't, we, we don't. Yeah. We don't know yet. We don't, we don't know, yet. know yet. Perfect. And then I used to play drums, and then Smokey Robinson's kid, Barry Robinson, he used to play uh, bass, and I had this kid, Dean Zuckerman, who was the guitar player, who had like zits on his back and like a nine-inch cock. <laughs> it was so weird. Please tell I me that's what you were looking God, for dude. when you were looking for dude, a bassist. I swear to God, this guy was like he like he huge cock, zitty back. Dude, he could kill the Beatles, like, just no fucking, yeah, just so good. And, and we're talking, like, fifth, sixth grade. Like, wow. amazing. Like, amazing. And I used to, swear to God, I used to charge kids to see his dick. <laughs> like, for sure. But, like, Why not if, the zitty back? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's way, that's not as interesting as a nine-inch cock. Now, uh, how much would you charge? <laughs> that's like a dollar, you know what I mean, <laughs> to glance at it. Typical, like, typical mini Kit Kats. Like he was yeah. in fifth grade, and he had, like, pubes and the whole thing. Dude. Jesus. Like, for real, yeah. So, so, so you were like P.T. Barnum of cops. Pretty much. <laughs> in fifth grade, I was making money. I was wheeling, dealing. You know what I mean? A lot hey. of, like, guys were, like, throwing dice and, you know. Yeah, some kids nah, had like, a paper drugs. route. Yeah, and... I'm like, who wants to see Dane's dick? <laughs> All right, gather people. Be like, Holy shit! Yeah. It is. It's huge. Oh man! You know, <laughs> you weren't kidding. So we used to go up. <clears throat> my band. We used to go up, and then, um, and then after would be the commissar players, and that's what Robin Williams and Jim Stahl and all these just kind of like you know all those pictures you see on the wall, yeah, like in mm -hmm. the main room. And then after that, the comedy began, and and that was like you know full on like straight up like all star. Best of moment number twenty nine. It's our boy Turtle from Entourage. The amazing Jerry Ferrara. No, no, no. I was just saying, like, when the kids start playing too rough, I get so uncomfortable yeah. when kids, like, are selfish with toys or get a little too physical. Yeah. I don't know how to handle it because yeah. I can't discipline. So I just got to be like, guys, play. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't, and also they don't know, like, their own strength or, like, like, I've seen my nieces, like, one of them grabbing the other one, like, the back of her <laughs> head. And, like, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, she's going to just shove it into the couch cushion. It's like they don't know or the, the hair pulling. But the running, the it's so great to like even how fired up he gets about like a foot race. That's it, and that's just like the prime example of how growing up and being coming an adult like kind of sucks in a way because 
little things like that. Like you would never, if we were to go outside and race right now, one of us would be like, dude, I didn't stretch. We'd have to have or a like, fucking doctor. Like, yeah, dude, <laughs> outside. It's like race. Like what are we? And then you go, what are we? Seven? And then it's like now we're shitting on how great that age was. Yeah. I mean, snow to me is a prime example of that. Like I was having this conversation the other day, and I was like, "Man, I wish it would snow because I fucking hadn't, you know, not down here, but like when I go home to Seattle, I, was yeah. like, I haven't been home in it in a while." And I was like, "You remember how? I mean, East Coast, you, did you love it? Oh yeah, it was the it was the best. I had As a very a kid, profitable snow shoveling business. Did you really? Oh my god, my Driveways? friends and I, we, I, I hired like twenty guys, twenty eleven year olds, and I, I was like twelve. I made like three grand one winter. What? Yeah, I did. It was that one snowstorm. It might have been like ninety three. Yeah, the big snowstorm in ninety three. I cleaned up. You were running like a damn union. I bought Jordans. I bought Reebok <laughs> pumps. I had, I had. I was swagged out for the next year of school. Jesus. Did you? Did you buy the starter jacket? No, I did not. You know, I Nick starter jacket. I, I actually told this story uh, on my podcast, and I had my mom okay. on to talk about it. Um, I wanted. I, I this is like the year before when starter jackets were at its height, and I wanted one. And my mom took me to the store to price them out, and they were like, "What were uh, so they were pricey, dude. Yeah. Or, yeah. Which my mom, I was a single mom, she was like, "Jerry, absolutely not. I right. cannot afford it." And I was so upset, but I also didn't want her to make her feel like shit at a very young age. And my and it was like right around Christmas time. She went back, unbeknownst to me at the time, and put it on layaway, which I don't even know if they have layaway anymore. Huh. Where she's paying like thirty bucks a week for right. seven weeks, and she got it for me, and then she left it at my aunt's house, so I didn't find it in a closet mm. where uh, there was like a. a uh, I guess you call it like a nightlight or something in the closet, and actually the star jacket leaned up against it, burnt a hole through the bottom oh, of the star shit. <laughs> it was a, it, but it was a San Jose shark one. I think she screwed oh, yeah. up. I wanted the Ranger one. She yeah. got the yeah. sharks one. And the sharks just came out. That logo right. was brand new. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, kind of on the same realm. Uh, I, like I remember I asked for a starter jacket for, for, for Christmas, and I was like, oh, my God, Mom, can I have a starter jacket? <sighs> and then got one. It was a Ducks jacket, which I'm a hockey fan. But kind of wanted the Laker jacket, uh, yeah, yeah. and then so, but I'm like, you know what, Ducks jacket starter, cool. Yeah. So I put I put the starter jacket on, go to school. Oh, I got made fun of for oh, the Ducks for the Ducks like the mighty the quack. quack, yeah, quack. <laughs> what quack, bitch? What you gonna do a flying V into the third grade, you son? Of, like, wow. Oh my god! I do remember if you were rocking a Raider jacket, like you were saying something. You oh, were yeah. essentially saying, "I'll beat the shit out of you." Right. Yeah, I was uh, scared of those kids. I get yeah. to have the kickball. I get to start with the kickball. Like, don't fucking <laughs> like I steal your lunch money. Yeah, you're making big <laughs> statements with that. He also. That's amazing that you start a bit – like how do you have the uh, wherewithal to go, oh, there's a lot of snow. People probably want it shoveled and can't do it themselves or don't want to do it. So I'll hire 11-year-olds and start a gang of fucking snow shovelers. It was, you know, I always had to go shovel my grandparents' cars. So you doing out it anyway. So, yeah, I was doing it anyway. And I, and I remember, like, I was doing my grandfather would, like, throw me 20 bucks and be like, thanks a lot or whatever. And then – um. I just I feel like I was like on my way back and I saw like another kid whose parent was making him do it and I started talking to him in the neighborhood and I was this like this is how the movie starts by yeah. this is exactly how it starts and uh, the next thing you know we literally had a, a group of like eleven year olds that I think we were I think we was like sixty forty in our favor too we were taking the money <laughs> you were like the sandlot of snow shovelers <laughs> it was just it was kind of cutthroat I was real cutthroat about you were, it too. you were the Benny the Jet Rodriguez of snow shovelers and I remember like the minimum was like twenty but like stairs were twenty yeah. Yeah. Cars were ten. Nice. Uh, and I want to say if you had like a whole driveway, whole package, fifty. And one of the kids even got shorted. I remember like ringing a bell. I'm twelve years old and telling like an adult like you fucking shorted us. And you know what? We're gonna take everybody's snow and we're gonna put it on your fucking steps. Oh, you're a damn. And I'm gonna water it. 
So it turns into a sheet of ice. And you're a damn mob I'm a teamster. Boss. I was a teamster. Dude, that's Holy unbelievable. Shit. I mean, what a great business that was. Oh, I was about yeah. to ask if he ever broke any legs as a joke, but now I'm just kind of scared. Yeah, yeah. Just wet down the steps. There you go. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. Home Alone style. <laughs> oh, God. The podcast, by the way, Bad for Business. Yes, Bad for which Business, awesome. which uh, has been a lot of fun. And sp- look, inspired by a lot of like Burr and you guys and just listening and just being a fan of sports talk and just talk radio my whole life. So You're a natural, dude. I've listened yeah. to uh, almost all of them, and you're, you're great. Because well, you've got to be a likable host, and you've got to know how to like, carry the show. Which And you know, you're only going to get like better at it. Cause, like, we, I think so. I hope so. We're, we're, we're banking oh, on dude, it. Dude, you are, man. Because when we start, <laughs> dude, we feel like we've got a good rhythm now, but like figuring right. out the give and take between guests and yourself. and When to talk, when to show. Yeah, up, dude, when you just move on. Shut up, Brad. But it's, uh, <laughs> no, but it's uh, you, you know you you figure that out as you go, just like anything. But yeah. You're, and obviously you've got great people at your disposal, like the shit with Doug and, and Connolly and and my favorite and, and crush uh, uh, um, Mishriki. Uh, I mean, she dude, was awesome, man. Emmanuel dude, Shriki. she crushed it. Yeah. She for me is like uh, Adam has. All right, he's gonna downplay it. Ad, oh, okay. Adam that's, has that's a your, legitimate that's like your girl. Dude, yeah, she and just hearing her like, even don't be ever that. say don't ever say anything bad about the girl in front in front well, of Hilda. She's like her. one of your best friends, right? Yeah, she's literally yeah. like uh, like. And every time I say so, we actually this is what we discussed on the show. I say she's like my sister. They're like ah, she won't bang you, huh? <laughs> I'm like no, no, no. I swear to God, I am not yeah, to, like. Yeah. <laughs> she's family. I like, yeah. Right, right, right. We get it. You just can't yeah. get it. Friend zone can't close. Yeah, go. We de- <laughs> that was a great. Yeah. Our whole episode was about the friend zone because everyone thinks me, Kyle, we're all in the friend zone. It's such like, a bummer, too, trying. when you yeah. see uh, a girl like that that's just like breathtaking. And then you're like, you're like, please don't be just like super dope. And then I listen to that episode. I'm like, ah, oh, God, man. She's, she's like, dope, bro. I could, uh, yeah. yeah. And it sounds like she burns a little every now and then. She's dope. Oh, God. There you go. Well, <laughs> I'll try. Look, I'm sure she's going to have something to promote in the relative near future. Maybe she's a guest. Dude, Maybe she's uh, sitting in this very chair looking dude, at your trophy. I mean, I would never wash that chair. Like, I washed it before, but... <laughs> right, you scrubbed it before I came in, right? Right. That, that, that would be me uh, talking to her, and we going, uh, Adam, you have anything to comment? Uh-huh. Okay, all right. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Is it hot in here? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's the dead of winter, but fuck. I, I, got, uh, I got a third-place trophy over here. I don't know if you want to see that. I don't know if you ever had fantasies about uh, uh, guys in the basketball league. triple the amount of candles. <laughs> Because there's, there's, I'm counting like there's like three or four. I'm picturing Shrieky comes in here. All candles. There's, there's a, there's a baker's dozen. Uh, Adam, why are you doing the podcast tonight in a loincloth? No reason. No reason, man. <laughs> Can you stop doing push-ups and come join the conversation? Dude, how'd you tie a double Windsor knot for the show? Wow. <laughs> I got a dinner after this. Yeah. It was a function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What? I, I always do a podcast in a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you guys don't? Oh, You're right. the asshole. Yeah, uh, it dro- The podcast drops every what? Uh, I mean, we don't have a set day. Okay. It's usually Thursday or Friday. or Usually, because like, at some point, it always gets erased, and we have to figure out where it went yeah. and uh, do all that sort of troubleshooting. Been so, there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone who's done a podcast at some point lost an episode. Yeah. Oh, There's always a lost file. Best of moment number 30 from the new kids on the block in the movie The Heat. And uh, the CBS show McCarthy's, the amazing and uh, and beautiful sounding Joey McIntyre. We don't even know what we are. You I to take that line. Don't even say I love you no more. Let Joey get in here, buddy. Oh, you got the lyrics. Yeah. Up. Saying I would feel this no okay. longer. Okay, I got this. Take it, Joey. Some people work things out and 
Some just don't know how to take the way till the water runs dry. Are we singing harmony? Or yeah, are we just yeah. gonna go much your whole lives pass us by. Pass us by, baby. Let's do it till the water runs dry. We'll make the biggest mistake of our lives. Don't do it, baby. Shut up, Adam. We got Joey here. Oh, yeah. I think we got it. Joey, you got this. We you got, got this. Keep going. Yeah. Oh. oh, shit. They can see the tears in our eyes. I thought we were just going to fade out. Yeah, here right we go. But with another pain in our Maybe there's a pain we can have. I love that I just yeah. tore with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. You got this. Torn apart. Why do we hate each other? Why do we Okay, okay. Oh, you suck, man. Let's not wait till the water runs dry. No, baby. We might watch our lives pass us by. We might watch our lives don't wait till... <laughs> I could have sang this all summer I with know, yeah, fucking voice. Instead, I'm sitting here. Oh. Not, but, not, but now you're doing it with Mr. Adam with you. Yeah, oh, man, that and was I, incredible. I, I, I thought better. we finished <laughs> after "Don't Lick the Sledgehammer." Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> we started strong. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we came out of the gates if, firing. No, no I mean, that's the thing about licking the, the sledgehammer. It's like just don't lick the sledgehammer. <laughs> that's you know the thing about doing it. Might be the Here's the thing about licking the sledgehammer. <laughs> don't lick don't, don't the lick sledgehammer. Just don't do it. Best of moment number 31 from Girl Code, Chelsea Lately, and at midnight, it's the sweet, sexy, and funny Jessime Peluso. I was always class clown, like, every year. Sure. I didn't know what that meant. I was just like, oh, okay, well, I'm just me. But nobody know. else was. But there's, there's never, like, five class clowns, though. And even if there are... It's mm. like, I, I feel like you kind of seed it out. Like, even at that age, like, you're like... The do, one funny? Yeah, like, there's some, like somebody, maybe, like, like, one of the guys who thinks he's the class clown is the guy who, like, swaps out the water cooler for scolding hot water. Right. So that it burns people's lips. <laughs> right. right. How classic was that? It's like, dude, you're a dick. You're man. a dick. <laughs> yeah, you're a dick yeah, just being yeah, asshole. You're a dick clown. But, there, yeah, there, there's always the one guy and girl, normally, like, in the high school, where whenever there's a school assembly, like, even the teachers come up to them and go, can you make our announcement funny sure. can you yeah. come like do this kind yeah, of thing yeah. were you that was that you totally that's awesome i've done they have like in the morning on the speaker yeah i yeah. did morning announcements yeah, yeah. wait i did morning I did announcements too. i did that too we all did it wow <laughs> Good so great morning sunny hills <laughs> oh my God. that was me Sunny Hills High School, the That's high school amazing. that sounds like a retirement home. Oh, my God. It does. <laughs> right? Please Sunny tell Hills? me you would make references to that. Oh, Today, we're serving absolutely. applesauce again. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to take your pills, Ethel. Uh, you always... Change your bedpans, everybody. <laughs> bed Coming pants. through to change your bedpans. Yeah. I mean, like, because I, I did it with a partner, uh, my best buddy, Ozzy, who I'm still friends with to this day. Sure. And we did, like, uh, yeah, you met Ozzy. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, we, do like a, we do, like, a whole Laurel and Hardy, like, 
routine. Like we like we, 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 we do announcements. I was the crazy one. He was a straight guy. You're like Brad, calm down. <laughs> the sloppy joes aren't that bad. They're <laughs> insane, Ozzy. Oh my god, <laughs> you guys like, were shitty morning radio before we, we were you shitty, even got yeah. to do it. Hey, Little what's did you up? know you would be? <laughs> what's up, everyone? Let's uh, welcome to the Sunny Hills Morning Zoo. <laughs> what's happening here? Boy, that was a loud <laughs> duck or whatever. <laughs> I was, what animal I was that? I was trying to do <laughs> weird. Her face right now, trying to figure out what the animal. You were almost like, crying. Is that what a animal? Panda? By the way, <laughs> we 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 just experienced my favorite Adam Rayism, and that and that's when he really starts laughing. He goes really high. What the fuck is that? I know. I know. I do. <laughs> now he's like oh. trying to be manly and low. Uh, like, no, I don't do. I don't. So I, don't, I, don't I don't. I don't do that at all. Really funny. See, I I have to break Adam down right now because of my hair. I'm Why? feeling very insecure about it. Yo, we, I think it looks cool. Well, but see, this isn't is is normal. Part do you really like it? Yeah, I do. I think it's cool. I really? also, yeah, I also dig it. That's why I said you got, I think you got to leave it. Here's, Brad uh, <laughs> is in an Eminem tribute band. <laughs> Shut up. It's called Mini M&M's. Brad did a handstand in a bucket of Clorox. (laughs) So quick. Uh, No, so Brad, so for Halloween, if our viewers obviously can't see this shit, Brad's, um, the top of his head is blonde and his sides are not blonde. They're brown. Brown. And, and yeah, the, 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 the reason why M- I did it. You were Eminem for no, no, no. I was something way better. Brad was Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus in the wrecking ball. Hair. <laughs> so Cyrus funny. Hair. Yo, by the way, tweet at Brad Miley Cyrus's clit hair. <laughs> Ha- hashtag. That's a long hashtag. If you can shorten it. Yeah, if you can, if you can figure it out. If you can yeah, figure it out. Uh, yeah, so what I Show did. The picture. Because there was tons of people going as going as Miley Cyrus. My cousin did. Yeah, but they how all. your cousin? But they all went. She looked just like her. No shit. Wait, how old is she, though? 20. Okay, that's fine. But they all oh. went from yeah. the VMA performance, Miley Cyrus. I did Wrecking Ball, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I wish I was taking a picture of Jesse May's face. Thunder thighs. Yeah, baby. Oh, the dude's got a, a oh little thighs. So yeah, a blonde hair. That and you have a wrecking ball hanging from your your ball. I have an absolute. That's <laughs> yeah. like what they do in an Amazonian tribe. That's yeah. like a yeah. traditional. That's like Viagra uh, before Viagra. Yeah. And by the way, I'm holding that wrecking ball between my balls. I was doing Kegels for months. Amen. To training Kegels. for that. And uh, so that, that's me. That's awesome. Uh, if you want to see that picture of me as Miley Cyrus from the Wrecking Ball video, uh, go to my Instagram at Brad Williams Comic. You're gonna you want to see, see that. It. Yeah. Do you? Uh, that's, fun. that's an amazing. Co- Did you dress up? I recycled a costume nice. that I had. Nothing wrong with that. I was. Um, I, I I took a Wonder Woman costume and kind of cut it up and made it Blonder Woman. Real, real creative. <laughs> I traded out the W for a B. I'm a fan of that. I put like a leopard print B on there. Nice. And then good. a B on my butt. Sure. And then everyone just thought I was Booty Girl. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Is that a character? I I'll don't know. I just, why not? Yeah, why not? Is Booty Girl a new superhero? It <laughs> <laughs> fucking saves rap videos? <laughs> Oh my Quick, god. Quick, this song sucks. Cut to a booty girl. <laughs> um, Lil Wayne is making a new video and it sucks. <laughs> Call booty girl. I just go in and just bounce my little, little Hilarious. Asian boy ass. Perfect. That is not little Asian boy. Best of moment number 32. He tells us how he got SNL. It's an amazing story. The one and only Kevin Nealon. No, the, the Saturday Night Live thing. Okay, here's what happened. Yeah. I was not even pursuing that job because I, I was a stand-up. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. a sketch artist or an impressionist, mm-hmm. characters. But Dana Carvey was up for the show at the time and we shared a house when he was in town. He would rent a studio apartment over the garage in this house we lived in in the Hollywood Hills. It was awesome. me, another comic, Bob Duback, and Joe Kenny, a writer friend of mine. And, um, and Dana would be around a lot. 
and so I knew him from stand-up comedy, you know, over the years. And um, we used to kind of be in the driveway and we'd do characters kind of stuff, you know, just riff mm-hmm. off each other. And and he got the show that summer and he was going to be moving to New York, you know, later in the summer. And then Jan Hooks was also up for the show mm-hmm. at the time. And at the time I was dating her, we, we had been friends for a long time mm-hmm. too. And I was reading Backstage Live, Saturday Night Live, and I was excited for them. I was really excited and... and um, um, wondering how it was all going to turn out. And you've been a, a fan of the show at that point. Yeah, yeah. I love you know, yeah. the show. And no idea that I would ever come into play on it. Jeez. And so Dana goes to New York, and he calls me um, one day. He's in, um, he says, Kev, I'm out at Lauren Michaels' house in Amagansett. I'm in the back bedroom. Guess who's in the, in the kitchen? It's uh, Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. <sighs> no kidding. Anyway, I told, him, I told Lauren about you. I think they're going to want to see your tapes. Because I'm looking for one more cast member. Oh, my God. I said, you're kidding me. Chevy Chase and, and Dan Aykroyd are in the kitchen? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. you heard. What so, are they eating? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, I don't think anything of it. I'll never get on there. You know, it's a nice gesture, but sure. it's not going to happen for me. Because mm-hmm. you couldn't get an audition if you didn't have, like, a powerful agent in L.A. How did Danny get through. his? He had a powerful agent. There you right? go. He was with Brad Gray at the time, yeah. manager. Uh, yeah. And... Um, and so, um, and I always kind of wanted to be with Brad Gray as my man- manager. Sure. And but he has had his hands full at the time. He told me. So um, I sent my tape in. Week goes by. I get another call from Dana. I'm back out at Lauren Michaels' house. Guess who's out in the kitchen? <laughs> it's Paul Simon and Steve Martin. Whoa. You're kidding me. This is- anyway, I think Lauren liked your tape. I think he's going to say. I think he's going to fly in. Steve Martin's in the kitchen. <laughs> Dude, I, and I feel like those conversations just escalate to where he's like, the next week, it's like, guess who's in the kitchen? The cast of Fraggle Rock and, you know, Bill Clinton. This is, just, this is just like a Lifetime miniseries. Who's in Lorne Michaels' kitchen? Yeah, yeah. Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> Gandhi's out in the kitchen. Um, but anyway, so... He hasn't touched a thing. <laughs> so I, again, I don't think, I think it's a waste of time, but I'll humor them, you know. I'm, Put a I'm tape glad they like the tape. And, uh, oh, so, so I, you like the tape at this they point? They like the tape. And so they fly me in. I think it's just going to be me and a couple other people because there's only one spot. But of course, you know, typical of Hollywood, it's the whole plane is full of people going to audition. Jeez, people right. from the Groundlings and Second uh, City. Even the pilot came out of the cockpit. He goes, hey, you think this is funny <laughs> for my audition? And so I get this. Ca- I, I, I got this character. He's a pilot. Yeah, he's and a guy who doesn't fly planes and pitches characters while the plane's nosediving. I go, I go to 30 Rock, and I'm not nervous at all because I know I'm not getting it mm-hmm. because I don't do characters or sure. sketches. It's a great, also, really healthy mentality to have going in, oh, right? it was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. And everyone else is pacing, and they're sweating, and they're nervous. And then I go into Studio 8H where they film the show, hmm. and I do my, uh, my little audition kind of off to the side. It was on the floor. I remember it wasn't on the stage. It was on the floor at the end of the bleachers, and they had a camera set up. And it was the people that were already on the show for that year. It was Nora Dunn, John Lovitz, Jeez. Dennis Miller, Dana Carvey was there, and uh, Lauren Michaels. And they're all sitting behind the camera, and they're watching. And I'm just doing my stand-up mm-hmm. and a couple of things that Dana and I used to do in the driveway you know, of our house. And... Um, and I leave, and I think, oh, that was fun, you know. Yeah, got, yeah, got got to go to New York. New York, yeah. yeah so yeah. no characters. You just did some st- some bits. Of you guys, I think so. Talking through stuff like yeah. this would be funny, almost. Yeah, I think we. Um, no Hans and Franz. No Hans and Franz. No nothing. It was. Um, I think we used to do a couple of characters, like porno characters. Nice. Like uh, they would talk to each other when they're sitting in the director's <laughs> chair, getting made up. 
you know, it's just like in between scenes. Say, hey, hey, Johnny, um, we should go. We should go have pizza um, next week and go, go do some bowling. Oh yeah, but make it nice for the. You know, we talked to the makeup artist about how she's putting the makeup on our, you know, on our package. Yeah, put some pinstripes cool. on that. You know, make it nice for the people. As always, make it nice for the people. For the people. Yeah, yeah. You cared about your fans. Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah. So we'll go. We'll get some uh, pizza and we'll go down there and yeah, put a little sparkle on the side too. Like, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that must have crushed, yeah? yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were all laughing. The thing is, I think what Lorne um, discovered that he needed people that could work well together, so they have to know each other. And mm-hmm. I knew Dana, I knew Dennis, and um, did you know John Lovitz? I didn't know John Lovitz, but um, we all had a chemistry, I think, and that's what I that's think. What it was. He's funny, Lorne. <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> So no, did you have the same type of nervous feelings you did at the Tonight Show when you walked out on that stage at Saturday Night Live? Or again? Oh, not at all. No. Oh, you mean the first day? The first for the audition? Oh, for the audition? No. no. But the first um, night that we shot the show was actually—it's funny how you can kind of rationalize and, and make yourself relaxed. You think of different scenarios. Like for me, I—I I thought nobody's really watching this show anymore. And they really weren't. The ratings were, it was almost canceled the, the yeah. season before we came in. Was that, uh, was that like the Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. cast? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, it wasn't his cast, but. Right. It was the he cast. Was one he of the cast in. members. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he, he came in there and said, this is my show yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know this. I'm going to be Iron Man one day. Yeah. So I would tell myself, nobody's watching it. It's mm-hmm. probably just the people in the room. And I was used to people in a, in a, in a, in a room because I did stand up. Yeah. You know, and it was, it's a small room in there. And there's a lot of cameras. And I remember waiting to go on. And we're coming back from commercial. This is my first sketch. It's Mr. Subliminal. Which is that difficult. was your first yeah. sketch? Oh, my God. you got like cool. two conversations going on at once. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, iconic now, which is crazy yeah. to think about. And so Lauren comes up next to me just before we're about to come back live. Mm-hmm. Like five seconds. The stage manager's counted down four. And Lauren goes to me. He goes, are you sure this is what you want? <laughs> what before your first show yeah. god he's so art of war <laughs> he's nuts. i hear he does that too where he'll kind of plant little seeds like that in people's heads to kind of give them a little mind uh well i think it's more more of his sense of humor okay mm-hmm. you know it's kind of <laughs> so does that make you panic so he so he can tell chevy chase in the kitchen one day guess what i told kevin Nealon five seconds before he was going on are you sure this is what you want oh, it was hilarious by the way you're now one of those guys in the kitchen which is like pretty that's cool. right Hey, there you go. Good night, everybody. Um, <laughs> Take a break. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Danny Glover. Um, we, uh, that's okay. So you do the subliminal sketch and then it goes over great. Yeah, it goes over well. And, um, and then we're on our way, you know, and the church lady was out there and, you know, it was just kind of the show was kind of reinventing itself again. How long did it take for you and that cast to kind of feel like, oh, people are to go from, People aren't watching this to where you're like, I think well, we're that's a it. good question. We, we were living out of our suitcase each week. We were expecting mm-hmm. the show to be canceled. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you just, it's, it's, that's the way the entertainment business, anyway, you, you really don't, you can't trust it. You yeah. never think it's going to be lasting, long lasting. Well, I might just, you know, shut the laptop off anymore. I know. Even just... with podcasts, you don't know if you're going to go the full hour. <laughs> <laughs> Best of moment number 33. Uh, hilarious comedian, family guy, writer, and producer, uh, it's Kevin Biggins. The video of you uh, meeting Adam oh, West yeah. on YouTube is a great story about how <laughs> he called you, yeah. you Calvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was <laughs> but even though, great. But even though he knew your name. Yes. Like, he, like he totally got it. Totally. But I mean, at like, some point he did. I don't know. I mean, the first, that's the thing. Like, I don't know when he decided <laughs> he was going to make it a, a weird bit. But. So, and you were pumped to meet him. 
very much. And so, and and you were like, and still I am. Like, every, like every, oh. every time he comes in is hilarious. And so you, he's, I mean, that is a genius cast. Very movie. funny because he's got some of the most. Oh god! I mean, there's so many great moments uh, per show, but sometimes he's only got like two, right. and it's you know they stand out more. Sure, yeah. Uh, am I Bo Bice? <laughs> let's play twenty questions. That's my dad's favorite line of the show. Am I? Let's play twenty questions. Am I Bo Bice? <laughs> yes. That, my dad's like that. Bo Bice. Oh, is that from American Idol? That was from yeah, from Bo Bice from whatever wow. like season yeah. three or something. Some of those references. We're getting good. This is a good reference. This is podcast. great. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're pretty solid. On him, but he goes. So you see uh, the you see the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And oh, then yeah, you're like, yeah. that's edgy. That's awesome. And um, you know, that was '98. I was in college at Drake University. Yeah, give them a shout out. Des nice. Mm-hmm. Iowa. I went to Keith Sweat uh, University. Oh, nice. also in the R and B school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look at us. We both ended, they both were good filters into comedy. Damn it! I I only got. If you're a work. white guy out there aspiring to be a comedian, go to a school named after. A- Except for R. Kelly. Don't yeah. go. Don't go there. Thankfully, I got denied R. Kelly, but I got accepted to Brian McKnight. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, nice. Good safety. Well, sport. I was on the wait list for Montel Jordan University. <laughs> It's a hard, it's a tough school to get into. That is tough. And I go, you couldn't get, you couldn't let me into these for a semester. They go, sorry, this is how we do it. And I go, it. all right, well, oh, thanks, guys. That was thanks. that was well crafted. <laughs> I gotta I, say, that was me. That was the coach hitting ground balls to the. Uh, that was a, a, a wind. It was it was a windy road, but not that long, and <laughs> yeah. it came back quick. Yeah, and I, I got like, that. Hey, look at that. Best of moment number thirty four. He stops by to tell us about his hilarious Indian mother. <laughs> it's the one and only Raj Sharma. But they just opened a Burger King uh, in India. Does anybody know why that's funny? Well, because they don't eat cow. That's right. Yeah. So what the fuck do you sell at a Burger King when you can't? Just fries? I, it, I just guess chicken fries. It's, uh, it's lamb. And that they've done in, in Mumbai, wow. in the state lamb, of Maharashtra. Like Burger King, have it your way, except for the burger. <laughs> <laughs> have it your way, or our way. <laughs> burger King, have it our way, which is meatless. Uh, but in the state of Maharashtra, it's, uh. an, uh, it's a ban on beef now. So they're trying to do this uh, throughout India. Oh, man. Uh, but now there's no beef. So when you go to Mumbai, you used to go to the Hard Rock, and, I mean, it's jam-packed full of Hindus eating bacon cheeseburgers. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, because they would just secretly go. They like, would be like the rebel ones. Yeah, I mean, but, but you, if you saw somebody else eating one, and you were too, you're not ratting that guy out. So it was like a code. Like, so, it's right. like, so it's like running into your guidance counselor at a strip club or that's something? That's exactly right. Or like, like, your, or like your principal. Yeah, yeah, you, I yeah, won't say you, anything if you won't. Yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. How my, about this on Monday. How my mom found out that I eat beef uh, uh, is your next special. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for that story yeah. on the next special. How I, how, I don't know. How I met your beef. I don't know. But, uh, my, I was at a Chili's with a girl that I was dating. Okay. And my aunt was there with her daughter. And they walked past my table like, hey, Dodge. And I have this ginormous, like, double cheese. About to just devour it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, and just kind of like making small talk, but like looking at me and then looking at the plate. And then the next morning, I went over to visit my mom. Uh, We're going to go to lunch. And she's like, sit down on the couch. And it was literally like, I felel like a kid, like a gay kid coming out to his parents. (laughs) Like, they they found out. She's like, so where where did you go last night? With, with with Michelle, where did you go? I was like, oh, I went to uh, went to Chili's. Yeah, did you did you see anybody there? I was like, yeah. Well, I went. I ran into Auntie. I was like, yeah. What what uh, what were you eating? I was like, oh man. I love how they slow play it. Yeah, too. I was like, fuck. Okay, I had a cheeseburger. You couldn't lie, you, huh? You you. I had to find out from somebody else that my son eats beef. I'm like, yeah. I, how long has this been going on without me knowing? <laughs> 
Like, and she's literally almost in tears. It's like, what? what what's wrong people... with lamb? <laughs> yeah. like, what's wrong with chicken is what yeah. she said. What's wrong with chicken? <laughs> I make it at home. It's always so good. What if people find out? There's no more marriage proposals will come for you. What? Dead serious. Because wow. we're Brahmins. Like, we're the top of the caste. Yeah. So we're like the priests. And so imagine, like, the guys are like, the cow is sacred, and it shall not be eaten. And yeah. then I'm over here like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like just devouring double bacon cheeseburger. Dude, there's a gr- has that been touched on in any um I don't know. Film? And she but she she passed away a few years ago, but I remember when she was in the hospital, like randomly. Mm-hmm. Uh I was oh, I could come in from California and I was just wa- we're watching TV and she's like, "Can I ask you a question?" I was like, "Sure." She goes, "Do you do you still do it?" I was like, <laughs> still, still "Smoke." It up. Yeah. I was like, "Smoke?" And she's like, "No." Worse. Eat beef. <laughs> I was like, yeah, she goes, why? Like, she was still concerned. <laughs> like, she like, was, was she still, in the hospital? Yeah, she was still concerned about the fact that I eat beef. Well, that's, that, you just go, hey, mom. a true loving mother. By, <laughs> by the way, a couple weeks ago, I got really drunk with my, uh, with my male friend, and we uh, blew each other. Let, she wouldn't let, care. Let's talk about the beef. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was like. Was there beef on his cock? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have steak after or before? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, she would, wow. like, that, like, that is, like, my, it's, that stuff is, like, it was crazy to me. I'm like, we're in America. Like, you yeah. know, she and it was funny because when we were and, kids in Texas, by the way, right? Which is, I mean, I remember when they when we first moved to Mesquite, there was a like, it was hilarious. I, I'm I'm writing all this stuff down for either a sitcom or a new special, Good. but uh, th- our neighbors uh, three doors down, uh, Gail, great, great uh, band, Gail, Gail and Gary, yeah, Gail and Gary, <laughs> uh, brought a pie. Okay, and it was my dad. My mom was at work, and my dad was there, and they were like, "Well, welcome to the neighborhood." Like mm-hmm. it was like a real, like a legitimate thing. Like it was like, a, yeah. or like a, a cake or some something. Sure. And my dad's sitting there, and he's been waiting for my mom to get home because he d- he thought that he had to give them something back, and he <laughs> felt bad. Right. So uh, my mom made chicken curry, and took it over. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you don't you don't have to do that. They're welcome yeah, yeah, yeah. to do the neighborhood, right? Like, but she sure made like, was like incredibly like well. I mean, yeah, but like, I mean, this oh, is like wow. fire engine hot chicken curry to. You know, guys who have never had Indian food or ever seen Indians. It's yeah. like 1981. Uh, I've never seen Indians. And it's yeah. like, that's what they, like, they gave us something sweet. We set their ass on fire. Yeah. It's basically what <laughs> yeah, we so did. Yeah, so maybe that's almost like a jab. Like, oh, really? We, didn't we ta- see your pie and raise you a curry. <laughs> uh, let's just say uh, Gail and Gary didn't talk to them for a couple months. Oh, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Best of moment number 35. Everybody loves this guy. One of the stars of Undateable. You've seen him on Conan, At Midnight, and The Kroll Show. It's Ron Funches. You know, if you do four new bits that just all kind of do okay, they're going to be like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you have, you got good presence, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm definitely not like trying to be like, oh, I need to go out there and do a whole new 20 today. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I know that's ridiculous. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I understand, like, oh, I have this window now between when we taped it and when it comes out that I need to at least have 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, that's a good um, uh, uh, bar to set for yourself and because when it comes out, then it's like people are going to, more people are going to be on the Ron Funches fucking party train ain't gonna want to come see you and that would be another great show for ron to be on the ron funches party train dude we're coming up we've already what was the first one uh munch and funch uh, no, yeah munch and cereal funch. funches munches funches munches is the cereal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fun- oh, no no well well the doll <laughs> yeah i mean we got i mean we, there's a whole division <laughs> yeah now and um and you said you you, you try to wake up and uh, write in the morning yeah it, is like what's you now are you do you do you, do you write like do you shut off the world are you looking 
working on the internet or are you looking for inspiration? Uh, basically, I put on you... some instrumentals, whether they be like classic music or like some MF Doom, a lot, uh, some jazz, anything that I can find that has kind of like this offbeat pattern that kind of mimics what I try to do. That's crazy. Okay. Um, I'll put that on in the background and then I kind of just open up the words docs and have, a, you know, some. Um, uh, magnetic boards up so I can just write down ideas. But this is usually just like if I like at two a.m. if I just get an idea or something. Are you one of those guys who like if you have an idea in the middle of the night you just you got to wake up and write down? Yeah. Either like, a, a, but sometimes it's like if you write down uh, even a phrase that's not enough. You have to like write down the whole at least in that moment, right? Of like what yeah, you're if it's kind late of thinking. at night. Like, but that's that's when that's when like it's great to have a girlfriend or something to like, bounce you know, off of, right? To, or even just be like, hey, write this down, <laughs> <laughs> secretary, right? Write this down. You wake up. I woke up. You woke up. Write this down. Yeah, even if you don't get it. (laughs) You know what I love? Write it down. (laughs) You know what I love too about your style, man? Is like you. It's it's so tough as a comic to get comfortable with silence and pauses. You know, like that's one thing that I really like. Had to consciously make a. an effort to get better at in the last like three years because you know I think at least for me when I started off I was I talked too fast and I would I would just try to hurry up and get to that punchline that I thought was going to get the laughs yeah, yeah you know and and having the trust in yourself to like work a moment and massage a joke a little bit and let people like listen and uh, yeah you do that brilliantly man thank you I think it comes kind of from this like asshole perspective <laughs> of like a lot of times. It becomes where it's like, oh, I don't care about this punchline that's going to make you laugh. It's like, I want to manipulate you. Yeah. So the part of that is going to be the silence. Part of this is going to be this false punchline that you think is the punchline. And then there's going to be a real punchline. And then, haha, the joke was on you all along. <laughs> you love misdirection, yeah? Yeah, definitely. I love misdirection in my comedy. Uh, definitely a couple of jokes. Uh, I mean, there's like this joke that starts off where it could be. I have a couple of jokes that start off where they could be racial. And then they're not. The one on Conan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. Do you? even have that opener. clip, Brad? You gotta even pull that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, do you, uh, first of all, I'll ask you, because you're a comic, do you mind if we play that? Not at all. Okay. I won't okay. listen, but play <laughs> that, that. Why is that always weird? Like, like we, like, we hear ourselves do these jokes every night, but when you hear a recording of yourself, it's all, it's always weird. Because you always think you sound cooler than you are. You also yeah. think you're funnier than you. Well, than I'm you. well aware that I don't sound cool. <laughs> uh, but I think cool. it's like I go in and you're like, oh, I thought I was a little bit better than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally different. <laughs> totally, man. What a bummer it is to just hear yourself and go, God, I thought I was pretty good, man. Like, <laughs> turns out. happened between yeah, 10 minutes okay. ago and now. It's okay, but I thought I was a little bit better than that. <laughs> Dude, Johnny Depp said on Letterman once, he was like, uh, He's like uh, Letterman's like. Have you seen? Uh, have you seen uh, uh, Finding Neverland? And uh, Johnny's like, No, I don't uh, watch any of my movies. Actually, I don't. Uh, I've never seen any of them. And he's like, You don't see any of your movies? And he's like, No, no, I haven't seen. He's like, You ever seen Pirates? He's like, No, no, no. I saw saw some still frames, but no. He's like. It was very good. They made three of them. And Johnny's like, yeah, I know. No, I was there for them. But, but I just never watched no, I them. I totally get that. I, I get, yeah. Uh, I think sometimes, like, I watch uh, I watch some uh, Undateable and then was like, oh, okay, I, I see why. It becomes more like, if I look at it like an athlete and we're like, oh, game tape, where I'm like, yes. I need to go like, oh, yeah. I made a mistake here. Or, or, or this right. is something I would have done differently. Do you listen to your sets like that? Do you tape your sets? In? Yeah, I tape my sets. And then I, if I'm... It, 
once one month a year, I'm in a mood where I'm listening to all my sets. Sure. Every other every other month, they're just piling up on my phone. <laughs> do you title them and stuff? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just go. I mean, if I, the kill set at it, Ice House, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I definitely tape it just in case I go. Oh. I heard something new. I need right. to go back and yeah. listen. You, you always remember, I think, in the moment. Like, you tape yeah. because you're like, I'm not going to remember. But if something miraculous happens or some great handful of tags or whatever, like, you yeah. get off being like, okay, well. Yeah, that's another weird thing that Ricky does, too, is, like, he'll find a great tag and then he just abandons it. Like, he doesn't want to keep it. That's so Andy Kaufman, huh? Yeah. Uh, here's uh, Ron Funches on Conan O'Brien. Here's the uh, intro joke we are talking about. Oh. It's good to see you guys again. <laughs> Oh, hello, Mr. Whiteface. Yeah, see, they're like, what? I mean, you know harm. So please don't come at me. That's a conversation I had with a kitty cat several days ago. <laughs> I love that. I, 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 I love oh, that. The other, oh, okay, sorry. There's one go. more little piece to it. It's also now the slogan for Black History Month. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Boom. Yeah. Double turn. Got Double you. turn. Yeah. Back in the race. And how many turns would you th- consider doing in that bit? There's only a couple, right? right. Yeah. It's also, like, how many more of those? It's also this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Yeah. But it's also this. <laughs> Best of moment number 36 from Workaholics and the movie Dope. We talk about Nickelodeon Gak in this moment. It's Blake Anderson. I couldn't watch in Living Color. Like, I loved it. Yeah. My, my mom, mom was like, it's not happening. You know, my mom wouldn't yeah. let me watch that, or you can't do that on television. Yeah, like, that was kind that of... That was a, like an edgier... <laughs> what, the dad was like a piece of shit. I think he would yeah. hit the woman sometimes. Nightmare Dad. Yeah. I remember him. Dude. Nightmare Dad. And getting oh slimed. She always told me it was jizz, and yeah. I was like... <laughs> well, that's not true. <laughs> well, she's <laughs> like, it's green jizz, and then I thought I would... And then the first time I came, Wait. I was like, it's not green. I went to the doctor. He was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> green jizz, what they do, like, blow the Grinch? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You can't do that on Television, <laughs> That's how they got the name. They're like, what we want to do is a big bucket of cum drops on the kids and when they pop out of lockers. They're like, you can't do that on television. Like, that's the show! <laughs> like, that's the name, and what if we make the cum green? And they're like, call it slime, you got a show. Like, that's it. So, yeah, and oh just, some, just some old Jew behind a desk going, it's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's just the cum thing. Uh, I'm not gonna get it you by know, That's the funniest I've ever heard. And it's such a like an executive thing for them to be like, if the what if the cum's green? Yeah. Like that's the one uh, some switch. guy just wants to put his staple on it. Yeah. Like, okay, I, call me crazy. Yeah. I'm not against the cum. Yeah. But the color of it. And then all of a sudden the network fucking forms around slime. So yeah. look who's laughing now. Who and then, knew? And then yeah. ten years later, Flubber gets made. Yep. And there's a gack. <laughs> Which, Which is basically fucking more solid. Ho- no, it's more solid. <laughs> that's like that's like if you come in a snowstorm. Yeah, <laughs> it comes out gag. Dude, somebody must have found yeah. their buddy frostbitten yeah. and fucking still holding their dick. They're like, I'm gonna die. Might as well jerk off in the yeah. frost. And he goes, Dude, they go, I found Jim with some gag stuck to his fucking pants. He goes, What's gag? Dude, he goes, What's Frozen jizz. It's like a so solid. Goes, it's like he goes, Wait, wait. What is? What'd you say? Gag? Whole thing. Boop, boop, boop. Hello, Nickelodeon. Yeah. And I got another one. You ever heard of uh, when you when your dick floams? <laughs> oh, 
flow. You remember flow? Oh, oh I remember yeah. flow. It had like little circles. Yeah, in little it. little uh, air bubbles or yeah, something. Yeah, it was weird, man. They yeah. really cashed out on all the different types of <laughs> cum slime. <laughs> oh my god! Why did they ever just have cum slime? Yeah, they tried. It was man. too on the nose. Yeah, man. they tried. You know, wait now. Okay, so <laughs> I I I just figure a guy in the research and development lab just like drinking different things and then jizzing, going, "Can we do something with that?" Yeah. <laughs> just pissed off. It's the last straw. Yeah, well, why don't you do something with this? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute, <laughs> Gary. That's it. I know you're angry, but stop it. He goes, "What?" And then the slow zoom towards yeah. his face. It's Floam. It. <laughs> yeah. And that That's was the it. day Gak was made. Yep. <laughs> Best of moment number 37. Also, one of the stars of Workaholics. And uh, he's working on a new Showtime show uh, that Jim Carrey is producing. You've seen him all over TV. His hour special comes out this spring. It's Aaron Griffin. A video this of the says, retarded YMCA girls. Right. This, uh, says, <laughs> this says more about the leagues you were playing in than it does about your skills. Fuck that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah? Really? Seattle in, home gr- uh, the remember the when hotbed Mario, for talent. Remember when Mario Lemieux came <laughs> yeah. back into the NHL at like 45 or whatever yeah. it was? Right. It didn't say anything about him. It just said how garbage the NHL was at the time. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Eric. Oh, in the here chamber, we go. In the, <laughs> the, by, and in by the, the way, the fact that whatever race you are just dropped hockey knowledge, I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, I, yeah what are you, by the way? That's not true. Does it matter? Yes. <laughs> Everyone who sits down at this podcast, we say, what are you? Yeah. So, yeah, so people that, so people true. listening can be like, well, he can't say that. He can't say that. <laughs> hey, Michael Yo, we had what on. Am it I, took what us am t- I, Riley now? From the <laughs> fucking- it took us 20 minutes to figure out if Michael Yo was black or Asian. Yeah. Turns out both. Oh, turns out both. <laughs> And hacky. No, I'm kidding. Stop uh, it. Oh. oh, here we go. It's a joke. Come yeah. on. Uh, for, the, for, for those who, have, who don't know who Eric Griffin is, Eric Griffin Montez. Please edit that out. Montez from, from Workaholics, uh, insanely popular show. Wait, have we started the podcast? Oh, yeah. yeah. We've been going for the last like, 15 minutes. I thought this was minutes. all sound check. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> You know, dude, some, we usually do start it, like, with it, but I feel like it's too slow that way. Yeah. Like, we just start talking like that, and I just hit record. And... We'll get back to your quick fat another time. <laughs> no, look, all I want to say, no, Eric, all I want to say is Here championship we game, we played an all-black team. Had never played right. an all-black team. Right. This sounds like the I, plot of Coach Carter. Yeah. <laughs> One man uh, could, bring white, could so, bring white Seattle kids so, who had quick fat. Oh, dude. <laughs> to go, uh, yo, you quick fat is actually the name a of the movie. A great title. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> See, now you're on board. Because you, you can get, like, a bunch of sequels. <laughs> quick Fat 7. <laughs> wait, Retaliation. No, but what's Quick Fat 2 called? <laughs> quick Fat 2 and then what's in parentheses? No, it'd be Quick Fat 2. Quick Fat 2. Back in the saddle. <laughs> It's Quick Fat 2, Chunky Boogaloo. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that sounds like something you'd pay a dwarf to do to you in Vegas. <laughs> the chunky, chunky Boogaloo? boogaloo? Hey, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, hey, he's right here. Hey, uh, Dennis Hoff at the Bunny Ranch, uh, I'll take two of your finest whores. And, uh, <laughs> how much I'll, for the Chunky Boogaloo? How much for the Chunky Boogaloo? Well, uh, well glad you asked, Bradley. <laughs> Let me tell you. Wait, no. So, so I, I score like 27 points. No joke. Okay. Hitting threes, mm-hmm. banking fucking turnaround jumpers. That's the video I have of As I'm running down court, and I've said this on the podcast before, one of the dads on the all-black team goes, man, that fat motherfucker's killing us. <laughs> if that's not a compliment, Eric Griffin. Yeah, I know what you're saying. The, yeah, some, for some reason, when a black guy calls you motherfucker, it's like, all right, I earned yeah. that shit. Also, I knew what he was saying. He was like, yeah, dude, he's banking you know in threes. Those are great. You know, I have a moment like that, too. <laughs> I remember when I was in high school, it was tough for me in high school because like, everybody was always getting on me. Were you, you a know. funny kid in high school? Yeah, I was a funny kid. So you're funny from the get-go. Gangly, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like way skinnier. What would you do to make people laugh? 
I just 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 me, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Just like Story I was teller. saying when I was coaching, I, I like the kids hated me because like I the things I would say on the sideline, but the crowd would be laughing and I never noticed. <laughs> you were it. so animated, you know. Dude. But I would like that see, fat motherfucker's killing us. <laughs> but I would say things like, "Are you guys point shaving?" You know, like <laughs> <laughs> two seven year olds, dude. That's, that's oh my junior god, high kids. what junior high mafia is going on that yeah. you guys are giving dude, points? You should, yo, oh, that's how bad do you want to play a basketball coach in a movie or TV? Oh, show. it would be great. It would be awesome. Yo, really that's wanna... hilarious because you were being serious, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was being serious. Would I you was... get angry at the parents for laughing at you? No, no, no. I wouldn't even know. I, I zoned everything out. It would just be me and the kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like I didn't know how, like, I'm a real animated person anyway. Yeah. So it's like I know I can get into that rhythm of, like, You've got one, one of, the... of those coach, like, coach, like Pacino rhythms in that, uh, in uh, Ooh, any, given, any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. I've given speeches like that. You inch know, by inch. Kids, you know, I'd be like. Life like a if, game of inches. Like if they were, like fucking around in a, in a half, I would come into the locker room, but I'd be like, if they score 10 points, <laughs> if, I, it, it would be children. like, if they score 10 points, you're going to be running your asses off. <laughs> you know, it just, By the like, way, you can't see, but Eric Griffin has no doubt the most expressive face yeah, that's the in thing. comedy. Yeah. It's yeah. unreal, dude. Yeah, I'm very expressive. So yeah, but it's unreal. But, but it's you, like, you keep with, it, you keep it contained, though. Man. But with comedy, and then like, but just in life, it's it's like there. Remember, I I, I said I, w- I refuse to coach girls basketball ever again because it's a contact sport. Yeah. Okay. It, oh yeah, oh yeah. Those chicks are like grabbing tits the, and like so elbows then, and so everything. After the game, they're in yeah. a line shaking hands, you right? Know? And my girls are slapping their hands like, and they're going like this, bitch, 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 <laughs> bitch. <laughs> So I was like, okay, Slap, I'm done. Bitch. I was like, I'm done. You guys get over here. I had to, and then I had to get on them. And yeah. I remember like volleyball. Oh, God, it was a championship game of the league. And then and then uh, this girl, oh, God, she actually became a porn star, by the way. Her name uh, was, isn't that great when you find that out? Yeah, her name, a girl I went to eighth grade with. Well, no, no, biggest boobs on the planet. No, no, porn I was star the now. coach, and oh. her name was Francine. Her, name's, her porn name is actually Francine D. Oh, I know her. Up. Yeah, I used to coach her. Are you serious? Oh no, shit. What? Yeah, I don't know her, know her, but I know of her. You've masturbated to her, exactly. Um, well, let me tell you. Wait, side story is okay. I was in a bar in downtown with some buddies. This mm-hmm. is years ago, and we're we're just chilling and a little chilling, and then we see some girls walk in, and, and they're all tits, and we're just looking at them like, damn. And then the, one of the girls goes, "Coach Eric," and I was Whoa. like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and everybody was looking at me like, "Coach, huh?" <laughs> oh, they didn't know your like, history. I'm like, no, she didn't look. Like those titties aren't. <laughs> she just put those in. And yeah. it was like, I How much get out practice of that. did you have with those titties? But coach? that particular girl, she like was so it's a volleyball. You know, I'm I'm yelling at them. I'm trying to get them to play. And then like it was. I remember it, it's like they did something they're not supposed to do. It's like you're not supposed to like when the ball in volleyball. If the ball's coming at you, you go for it. Your teammate calls if it's going to be out or not. Yeah. Like, you don't turn and say out, but you let someone else do that. Yep. Well, for the point game, she says out, and it bounces right in bounds, and then I'm about to explode, <laughs> and I look on the court, and all of the girls were crying. Right. And it was just one of those moments where I was like, dude, yeah, you could. Yeah. In my mind, I was like, you bitches better cry. <laughs> <laughs> But but do it again. Out. You're it, playing the part of yes. coach and and not just that you're a mentor. You're, you're a, a human being. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like, guess what? That it, they feel bad. That's what you could sense. Yeah, they but remember if, this stuff. You know, the funny thing. That's her. There's Francine. You D. coached the, the, her in volleyball. Yeah, the funny thing and basketball and all that shit. The funny thing about like you know. What like about your I coaching was. styling drove her to porn, by the way? <laughs> Let's get to the bottom of that. I, I always say sure. it's my fault. Hey, you know what? When you said, really? Hey, get that rebound, you dirty slut. She took that to heart.
heart, man. But this funny thing is, I, I used to. I remember you. no one digs balls like you, Francine. Okay, oh wow, maybe I think you, you I should. should. Digging you, balls, huh? Okay. <laughs> do, do you have a few more? Do you want to? <laughs> hey, man. Should I, wait, should I wait? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wait. We'll bring one back. You, you gotta... Brad, can you get one more? Best of moment number thirty-eight. Uh, one of the biggest comics uh, in the country and one of the stars of, of one of the biggest sitcoms in the country. Uh, you know him. You love him. He's the other half of Mike and Molly on CBS. It's Billy Gardell. Just a dry, <laughs> I had a 1984 Delta 88 Brome. And that was my favorite. That was my favorite car to this day. I might need yeah, exhibit so. from Pimp My Ride to definitely explain what that is. <laughs> it's, unless it's, you can do that for me. It's a gigantic land yacht Oldsmobile. It's oh, okay. four door. You could just put a crew of six guys in this thing. That's awesome. And with, for, with yeah, and for being a road comic, that's that's exactly best. what you need because you have your life well, in that you got car. Got everything in the yeah. car. Yeah, man. We'd have our radios and a hot plate and you know clothes and uh, CDs <laughs> when you had to carry your music physically. Oh yeah, for those days. God, I know. Remember <laughs> had, Sam Goody? Yes, I do. And I had to get. I was a big fan Rest of Sam Goody. <laughs> Rest in peace. We man. had uh, we had our atlases folded. Every road comic had their atlases folded under that. Wow, no GPS. You no had to GPS. just fucking figure it figure out. Figure it out, yeah. man. And sometimes those roads didn't coordinate. Nobody came on and went, road closed up ahead. <laughs> you just got halfway yeah. down and went, fuck. Yeah. Banana peel up yeah. on the next yeah. turn. You're like, I only have enough gas for, oh, shit. Would you miss those days? Would you miss gigs because of some... Uh... I missed two gigs mm-hmm. in 25 years. That's incredible. Both of them was because I was drinking with a buddy. But twice in 25 years, I was it. Wow. Yeah, you were... Like you were the definition of a road of, of a road. Comic. I was a road beast, yeah, yeah. for a long time. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I'm, very I'm lame. I'm, I'm it sure took when, a lot of work to get very lame, and I enjoy it. Now. Yeah, hey, enjoy that yeah. exactly. Like I, I'm sure when Mike and Molly finally finally hits for you, did, did you ever have a moment where someone was like Billy Gardell overnight success, and you wanted to just oh, choke the nah, life out of him? You can't get mad at people; <laughs> they don't know, you know. But it right. is funny; they'll say, "So oh, it just happened, huh? Just happened for you." <laughs> so yep. crazy. 20, 25 years of fighting off the fear of taking care of family, getting rid of booze, trying not to kill myself at a one-nighter. Yep. Just walked into the improv and signed up. And, they signed oh, and, up and for just TV. as a perk, they put me next to the biggest movie star yeah. in the last 20 years. Yeah, just because I asked. Yeah. Yeah. You don't ask, you don't get. It's not yeah. worth explaining. You just go, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's that's exactly what happened. Exactly I mean, I, I, They wave a wand over you down at the improv. <laughs> yeah. It's like a thetan meter from Scientology. It's like a fame meter. They yeah. go, yeah, okay, you're ready. Yeah. I mean, we love Scientology <laughs> and completely support anything yeah, and everything right. they do. Right. We, we don't want to get killed, right? Oh, Please yeah. don't sue us. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, uh, so, the road for how many years? Tw- I did the road from. Um, I started in 1987. Uh, December 28th, 1987 was my first open mic. Got out on the road around 1990, Mm -hmm. and then was uh, up in New York from 90 to about 93. Got my ass handed to me. Sent back to Florida. Did a lot of Florida Southeast gigs, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Atlanta, Louisiana, Alabama. Then moved from uh, Florida to Atlanta, then from Atlanta out to Chicago, then from Chicago out to here. Landed in L.A. about 97. Wow. Then did another 10. Yeah. And then finally got a break. Now, when you say you did your, uh, you got your ass handed to you, what about your act in New York? Oh, I'm assuming was. Yeah, I just wasn't ready. And yeah. I thought I was mm-hmm. super funny, but I was, let's see, 21. Yeah, like you don't. Going to Manhattan, like I know something. And this is the early 90s when New York <laughs> was, comedy was, was yeah, booming, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I caught the tail end of the peak. 
mm-hmm. I caught the tail end of the peak where the greatest education, I think, other than getting on stage a lot, because that was the other gift. Every, sure. every city had two clubs. Every club had an open mic night where they were nurturing guys so right. they could get to be good comics. And at that, that week, whatever club you were at, always had a great headliner, like a guy who really knew how to do it. Yeah. You know, Dom Irera, yeah. Hicks, Kenny Rogerson. You know, you'd even see Kennison back in those days. Oh, Dice would do the clubs. And all these guys were great at what they did. Mm-hmm. And so you could watch these guys and go, wow, that's, that's how you do that. And so the education of watching these cats was what was invaluable. Just absolutely. It's just as important as getting up and doing it. I, I think feel so. Like. Watching good comics is important. Right. I mean, you look at every, I mean, you know, I always compare comedy and sports, but it's like, I mean, no, all is. these guys like Jordan, like they, Bird, they watch right. the guy. I mean, and, and you know. And you learn, you learn your voice from watching these guys. Totally. Because you, know, you, you figure you out what you like. How, you learn, you go, I like the way that cadence works. Now, what would be my version of that? Totally. How, right. how, how do I say what I want to say? Yeah. And that's a long journey. It's was, also, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Was there, was there any specific thing that you, that you could think of, or either a comic or a line or cadence that that you saw? That I was borrowed like... a lot early on. I borrowed a lot from uh, a never material, just personality. Sure, sure. You're learning to be, and I love when you meet comics and they're like, "I've never had any influence anywhere." <laughs> okay, well, just throw <laughs> away all your music and your movies, to you, Dick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, my my influences early were um, Tom Rhodes, nice. who was a great comedian. Another road dog. Uh, road animal, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, and his gigs would always blow our gigs away, you know. Like, well, sure. Like and you'd, you'd be going like, I'm going to Alabama, and Tom would be like, yeah, brother, I'm going to Paris. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. he's international. All right, all right. But him, and then uh, I drifted away from him, and, and I tried to be like Bill Hicks for about a year. I think a lot of comics did. And Just too much for me, man. I yeah. couldn't, couldn't fill those shoes, couldn't couldn't hold that anger. Well, it wasn't that angry. Right. Yeah. And the thing is with Hicks is that if, if you try to be him and you're not that smart, you got to be smart. Yeah. It's it, it's going to come off horrible. You sound like a lunatic. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, you sound like an angry lunatic. I mean, yeah. he he, he, he was poetic. Go, exactly. Right. And, and he would go for such long periods of time without getting a laugh, but knowing that he had that line and coming. It, and it was coming. Right. Exactly. And then uh and then I got away from him and Ben Creed was a huge influence in helping me find my own my own voice. Wow. Okay. And that guy really learned. He said, "You got to, you know." There's, he said, "There's all, you know, it's the same premises. Yeah, we all have to talk about the same stuff." And he said, "You know, you got to find your way of what you have to ask yourself. What do you feel about these things? And then how do you make that funny? And how do you report that back to your audience?" And he really, really helped me with that. And then there was a old comic named Jimmy Cook who taught me mic technique, which really helped in my kind of comedy because, like. He taught me like when you, you know, he taught me when you're going to yell, bring the mic back. And when you were going to whisper, get up yeah. on the mic. There's Another no, thing words, nobody teaches you. There's, there's no well, comedy school. Again, nobody's teaching that yeah. anymore. There right. used to be guys that would help you out with that. <clears throat> and then Creed taught me something incredibly valuable about uniting the audience. He said, you got to learn, learn to work. You sound like Tom Waits. You got to <laughs> learn to work the pockets. And what he meant was you'd come out and divide the audience into three sections, the middle section, left section, right section. Mm-hmm. So you'd come out and you'd uh, do your setup to the middle and your punchline to the middle. Then you'd do your setup to the middle, you'd do your punchline to the left. Then you'd do your setup to the middle, you'd do your punchline to the right. And as you feel the pockets warm up and connect, you can tell where 
where the audience is and together. And that's what gives you that full banging sound of the entire room laughing at wow. you. Wow. So it's that focusing of everybody. And then if you felt it drop down a little bit on the right, you go over to the right and you do the next yeah. part over there. It wasn't just a manic pace back and forth. It yeah, was, sure. Let's work this room and really unite them into a ball. Attention distribution is really another thing it's that's like... really important. And again, you, you only figure out from doing to really right. mm-hmm. get a sense of feeling like where those laughs are coming from. And also just playing the room and not right. ever like... You know, if you don't have, I mean, we all have like uh, uh, some theater background, so it's like you you know innately just to kind of have to um, play to the the whole room. But uh, yeah, I mean, getting down to the technical parts of like, oh, like maybe hitting the punch, like you know, turning and, and just delivering that punchline to that side right. of the room, like even makes a difference on how hard the joke. It absolutely will hit. does. And and then when when you unite them and you got them all rolling together, that's the difference between an okay set and a holy shit, you yeah. crushed it. <laughs> Best of moment number 39. Another star from the show Undateable, but uh, the only one who's uh, from a, uh, across the sea. That's right, baby. It's, uh, it's, it's Britain's own David Finn. I go to these things every now and then called uh, dwarf conventions, where all, all, all little people from around the country and sometimes, and sometimes all over the world go to one hotel, hang out. Uh, most of the time there's a lot of fucking. But, uh, yeah, we, like we, any we convention. Yeah, like, like yeah. any convention. Now, every night there's a, there's a DJ and a dance. Every night. And when that song kind of got popular... We all would do this thing. Oh, the, 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 the entire dance floor oh, would do this. my God. <laughs> when and it, it, it was me, my buddy Josh, and, and Stephen Wilde that started this trend. We would start on opposite ends of, of the dance floor, run towards each other. And when they said, I get knocked down, we would slam into each other, fall over. Brilliant. Brilliant. And then get back up again. And then back up. And then do it again. Like, like Weebles. Yes. Like Weebles, only we actually fell down. <laughs> so there was so there there was one oh. point where this caught on. Where is video? And by like night six of of the convention, as, as soon as that song start, 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 started playing, like everyone on the dance floor cheered, got back to the end of the dance floor, and then like all ran toward each hundreds other. Hundreds of dwarves, just oh. hundreds of dwarves, <laughs> like a scene out of Braveheart, <laughs> just just, just ran into each other. Yeah. And they all massed together. Yeah. An explosion happened, and one <laughs> unicorn appeared. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Kind of like the Large Hadron Collider. <laughs> oh my god! We had, we, we had no idea what, what what would happen. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I didn't realize that song had such a strong significance. It's like the, it's like the anthem of the. It's the anthem of the dwarves of the dwarf community. Yeah. That, so if dwarves do take over at some point, yes, and that's not an impossibility. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey as Jaden Smith tweeted. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I have Jaden yeah, Smith. Yeah. By the tweets. way, yeah. Can we not forget about that? Uh, I mean, okay. Do you do you, do you want to hear some Jaden Smith tweets? That, I mean. Are we friends? <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, these are some good ones. How can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? Yeah, hold on a second. Let's dissect these. Let's not just like read these and have them be forgotten uh, messages. Can you can you dissect Jaden Smith Twitter? So can you mirror- dissect a Picasso? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. So same thing. So mirrors can't be real if our eyes, because oh, he's saying our eyes aren't real. So, so mirrors aren't real. So I, is that is that basically if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there? Yeah, to hear it's it, something it? in the same. Some boat. weird thing. Okay, here here's. He's like, here's if you if you were born with no legs, can you not be a great runner because you choose to not be? Wait, well, because God said so. Like, are right, you man. reading the same website I'm reading? Because that's the next tweet. No, uh, here, here's one. 
if newborn babies could speak, they would be the most intelligent beings on planet Earth. Sweet. Guy. And they would say, <laughs> Bye, Karate Kid on DVD. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Holy shit. Fuck that guy. Yeah, remember when I said, oh, Fuck yo, kid? <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah, dude. Actually, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most trees. Oh, no. There we go. Are blue. Is that what he <laughs> That's said? the end of the tweet. <laughs> That's it. Are you fucking with us? Most right now? trees are blue. Has he got any hashtags on there? Or anything? Yeah. <laughs> hashtag sorry, not sorry. Hashtag psych trees are green. Okay. Hashtag obviously. Here's, hashtag my dad's the man. Here's kind, here's kind of one of those if a tree falls in a forest tweets. If a bookstore never runs out of a certain book, does that mean that nobody reads it or everybody reads it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You can discover everything you need to know about everything <laughs> by looking at your hands. <laughs> what? Don't stop reading these, man. Uh, oh. uh, okay. <laughs> the Great Gatsby is one of the greatest movies of all time, period. Coachella, period. That's... <laughs> I like yeah, that. That might be I the best pretty one. Funny. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's the same tweet. Yeah. Of yeah. course it is. Because that's basically him letting you know where he thought of that. Yes. Yeah. And then you just put two and two together of why he thought of that. Sure. That's pretty funny. There is no nutrients in our food anymore or in our soil or in our water. What if it was like in our hearts or our souls? <laughs> Fucking Jesus. A. Well, it, Jesus you know, he's Christ. making bold statements, and I guess yeah, that's yeah. what that's what Twitter's for. Say something, right? Yeah. Anything you My see. My a real man. Fuck that kid. <laughs> Best of moment number 40 from the amazing podcast, The Crab Feast. You've seen him on Comedy Central and uh, one of the best comics in the game. It's the one and only Ryan Sickler. When I first came to your apartment and did uh, the crab feast for the first time, fuck crab feast, five stars. Uh, Thank you. No yes, problem. It's great pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened with the toilet? That, that, that this, this was is, the second time. The second, the that's right. Second oh, time. And this is why Rye thought that we prolonged the booking process uh, on, on <laughs> this. getting him on the about last night. So podcast. There was about five different reschedules and some cancellations. Yeah, sure. and we all have schedules, and you know, sure. I'm very easy about it. Like I said, we're not saving lives on these tables, mm-hmm. but. But we are. I thought fucking, it was some. Backlash. But we are giving credit to fucking, uh, you know, phone book rippers. Yeah. <laughs> across Fuck the yeah, country. we are across, across the, country. the country, across yep. the world. Yeah. An Italian. Fuck. All right. Yeah. Italian guy. So what happened minutes. when I came over? Uh, so Adam came over, and we all actually. I don't know. I don't think Jay partook, but no. you and I certainly did, and yeah. you got super, uh, super fun, and uh, <laughs> we told a bunch of stories. And one of the things we talked about was calling people out on stuff. So he mm-hmm. disappeared after the podcast. He disappears in the bathroom. And he's going. He and I wasn't thinking about it, but he was only gone for like. You know, a minute. Not yeah, not. I mean, and he comes out, but he's like, "I got to get out of here. I got to go." And I'm like, "All right, man, we'll see you." And later. wait, Jay had right, but well, oh, I didn't yeah, know yeah, yet. Okay, right. So I go in to take a piss, and there is shit like all <laughs> over the toilet. And I'm like, "What?" The fuck? <laughs> so I go, "I'm like, Adam, wait a minute. I'm not cleaning that up. You fucking take this and clean it up." He's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "You're just shit in there, and there's shit all over the fucking." And season. by the way, I'm at the point of of high to where like <laughs> you're just you're super cautious of every move yeah. you're making. Yeah, like I'm like, all right, don't exit weird. Like I'm thinking about my exit. Like don't say something weird. Don't hug them too many times before you leave. 
Like, don't say anything weird. Don't say, like, a, any fucking douchey, like, I'll see you on the flip side. Like, don't, you know. <laughs> I was really aware of, like, how I was going to leave this apartment. Okay. So now I'm getting called out cool. for something I didn't do. He did not do. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? You just took a power shit in there and you didn't <laughs> I mean, look. He was in there for fucking 45 and seconds. And he's like, it wasn't me. And I'm like, yeah, who else? Nobody else was in there. I'm not touching that fucking shit. You clean it up. And then Jay's like, I think it was me. And I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, I was so I felt My so heart terrible. Was racing, and then man. I fucking see him in San Diego, and we have another smoke session. I'm like, I just want you to know, I'm humiliated by that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really yeah, felt, felt terrible right. that I falsely yeah, accused dude, you of did, shitting man. on my. You felt phone. so bad. I, I felt Cause terrible, you, dude, because you knew you had to call me out. Like that was a fucking that could have been a turning point in the friendship. Oh, no, absolutely, it, it never would have been a turning. No, but like, what it if is, you it like, hasn't been for me and Larson? His fucking pig ass had to go in there and fucking. I just didn't want to clean. But also, what was going through your head when you were like, oh god? Like I was like, I, what I thought was, I thought you went in there and just you like had a quick power <laughs> diarrhea and didn't check back because I didn't walk out were, and go, all right, I'm, I'm out. Yeah, here. you were hustling so out. Everything of there. lined up as far as the <laughs> shit, like, the speed in which I was trying to exit. <laughs> it was definitely fresh-ish. <laughs> And I was like, I am not fucking cleaning another grown man's shit well, off my toilet. My question is, how the fuck did Adam not notice? What did you do in there? Oh, yeah. Did you sit and piss? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I got a confession to make. <laughs> you and uh, Jay Larson now have a very special relationship. <laughs> when, I do, when I smoke pot, it's more comfortable to sit and pee. No, <laughs> oh, okay. no, no, That's dude. No, no, no. Oh, what'd you think? <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, I shit all over. Oh, it was me. Oh, God, no. I, God, I wish. God, I should have said that. I did too. No, dude. I, I didn't see it. I didn't. Uh, no, man. I think I just. Don't, sometimes you just trust that you have dick control. And you fucking flip the seat, and you're just fucking, you're in your own world. I wasn't like, you know. You're good. I'll watch where my shit's going if I'm, like, at a sporting event, and I'm, like, you know, you know, in the aisles, and I'm making sure I'm peeing on the kids' fries, like, all of them, yeah, you yeah. know. No, if I'm in the urinal, obviously, yeah. I just want to see if you guys stuck with me. But, uh, <laughs> but no, you know, it's, so I just don't think I was even paying attention. Oh, dude. I was I felt uh, awful. Spe- and I, again, of, I apologize. Well, <laughs> I thought this was backlash for that. It's not, you're, it's not, you are always a friend of the show, Ryan Sigler. Thanks, guys. Uh, Speaking of urinals, I have a fucking urinal story. Cause, I would love to hear this. Yeah, because I'm flying back, uh, and then I'm in the Dallas airport, and I, and I go, go to the bathroom, got to take a piss. And all the urinals are open, except one is taken. Guess what? Guess which one urinal is taken? The smallest one. The fucking disabled <laughs> yeah, the, urinal. Uh-huh. Wait, wait. The small ones considered the disabled urinal? Yeah, or the kid urinal. The kid, kid urinal. urinal. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't like it. the kid urinal because for some odd reason... Kid... The one with the phone book. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the stepping stools up to. <laughs> and, 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 and it's always awkward because, like, normally if, if a kid's ever taken that urinal, his pants are just down. Right. They're, yeah. they're all the way to the ground. There's no, yeah, yeah. There's no fly action with good those to, kids. Good to know... You know Good to know that some kids are still just dropping trout the entire way. Oh, yeah. they you do. You remember that kid in elementary school that was just like, fuck it. Everyone's just seeing my ass while I fucking do this right now. <laughs> I have a friend of mine that just recently, a couple years ago, he got wasted at a Ravens game. And at halftime, you go in, and it's like 10 deep in each journal. And he's, yeah. he's a big dude. He's like over 300. He just, he just dropped everything. them all the way down. What are you going to do, man? Everyone started laughing. Because guess what? You just, you, part of you goes, what the fuck? But part of you, hey, man. Those, some of those kids who didn't know med school were a little off. So maybe that's his, that's yeah, he just never kids and shit. He's just like, I don't care. He just dropped them. <laughs> just drop. And I'm I'm behind him like one over, dying laughing. Because you like, don't want to be the guy to tell him to pick bitch. him up either. Because yeah. no. he's turning towards you at that point. <laughs> and he's a big dude. Wait, so did, did he did he did he do that when he was still in line or when he got to no? The when he got to the urinal, oh, he undid he his pants and just let them all drop. In line, I mean, just all, dropped them. Just dropped. give me a little preview and before the show. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna say anything. Slid up like that. Shuffled up. Good for him. I'm gonna try that. 
one time. So what did you do? Did you call the guy out? Oh, I totally did. I'm like, hey, uh, so none of the others are working? And he looked back like I just oh, caught so him. Like, because like, like, this scenario never entered his yeah, head. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, hey, the little tiny urinal, I'm going to be funny. And, like, maybe he thought a kid would walk up. He never in a million years thought the exact adult this urinal was designed for would walk up at that moment during those 12 seconds or whatever. Of right. Dude, he looked at you like you caught him trying to slip out on half price on a Dom Pepino, huh? <laughs> he was just like, yo, motherfucker, you did not pay the full 60. You're like, yo, man, did you shit on my toilet seat? <laughs> <laughs> so he's just so, so, but like he got so nervous when he actually saw me. He stepped. He took. He, he did the one step over. Just hopped. <laughs> oh. Kept this midstream. <laughs> oh. Oh, shit. He kept going. So he paints the wall. <laughs> he paints the wall like 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 some sort of pedophile tagger. Oh my god! <laughs> like just he just goes across the side. And I'm going like, yeah, well, now the now the wall at my nose level smells like you're pissed. You're pissed so I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> People don't realize that, man. So what what I'm trying to say is if you is if the disabled urinal is free, but other urinals are free, take the other ones. I so need that one. I have to be honest here. I'm gonna I'm gonna share some some more of my ignorance. I didn't Fire realize away. that the short one was. I thought that was a. I th- I never considered it to be for small people. I yeah. always considered it to be a kid's urinal. Yeah, always. you know what? It might be That's a kid's urinal. It, it, no, it, but it you're might right. Be a kid's urinal. How can you be wrong? <laughs> I mean, you're yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're right. I use it, so in my opinion, it's a disabled yeah, urinal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's designed for. <laughs> Best of moment number 41. You've seen him on NBC's Whitney and Truth Be Told. And he's just a straight-up hilarious dude. Give it up right now. Best of moment number 41 for Tone Bell. To kind of of backtrack a little bit, uh, uh, Adam played Wolverine. And I read somewhere, and I just want to know if this is true. I read somewhere... You were Storm. And not because... (laughs) Not because you were black, but... uh, but uh, I read somewhere that you were the mascot at your college. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That. Oh, that's true. <laughs> wow. I was a mascot. Holy yeah. shit. Was it at Bayside High School? <laughs> <laughs> were you the tiger? I was, I was the tiger. What? But it was not Bayside High School. I was Savannah State Tiger. It, you actually, were, you, oh, you're an actual tiger. I was an actual tiger. Yeah. No sure. shit. Yeah. Now that like the full suit. That, that, that is that is pretty ironic. Wow. It really is. That is pretty ironic. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, did you already always have aspirations to be a mascot, or was no, it so like I did it in high school when I stopped playing ball? And, uh, football or basketball? Basketball. Of we course. didn't have a football team. Now, I just needed to clarify. I knew what you meant because I, basketball is my main sport, and yeah. I've played with a lot of cool people and black dudes who say ball yeah. because a lot of white dudes say ball. They go basketball. Mm-hmm. Well, and that might sound Florida, racist, but that's a very distinct— If you're like from Tennessee, Florida, Alabama, we yep. say ball and yep. football. Yep. Mm-hmm. But like you know, Georgia, North Carolina— like it's, Now, I say hoop a lot. Is that a white thing? No, no, I'll say hoop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ball is cooler. But do you say play hoop or just hoop? Hoop? Hoop, yeah. I go, you want to hoop on Saturday? Yeah. Hoop yeah. is a verb. Okay. You want to play ball? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but, like, but, like, if you were to ask me. I had to play? do, like, the white thing. And, like, right. I, mean, I, I, I believe he's using that as a verb. Um, Brad is the white old man moderator of yeah, the uh, um, racist I mean, just as long lingo. As you, don't, uh, you could use hoop as a verb as long as you don't end it with a participle. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you are the Chuck Woolery of racist lingo. <laughs> and we'll be back in two and two. Uh, hoop is a verb. I want that audio. Yeah, uh, so, uh, all right. So now, you, now, when you're the mascot, so, so does like, anyone like so, fuck so, with so, you or something? No, no, no. It was like it was. It was so the high school one, like they just they we they, there wasn't a real like we were the Warriors in high school, and they didn't have like a real mascot, so mm-hmm. they just went. 
to because actually I just I, I was a mascot so I could travel with the girls basketball team. Brilliant. <laughs> That's not, that's no bullshit. I'm just brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Give it up for so well done. Um, but yeah. you know that while we're on this bus, <laughs> it ain't going yeah. to stay on this bus. Dude, there was no real costume, so they just make sh- they just made this shit up. It was like it was like feet <laughs> and a head, and they were like, "Can you put on a jumpsuit?" It was like a tracksuit. Remember the nylon tracks? Oh it was yes. Like, it was not a real. It was not a real. I could dunk though. I could dunk. Holy shit! There you I go. Could dunk. Five ten, son. I could dunk. God damn! Uh, what I, is that I, like, man? Because I could dunk on leap. the seven, eight, and nine foot hoops. It felt good. Dunk in a game once, I think, almost twice. Fuck. But uh, you'll never forget that, by the way. No, it was like it was. Good. It was off the backboard, and I just one hand came up. <sighs> I got dunked on in a high school basketball game, and I'll never forget that. <laughs> so I can't imagine what it's like to be on the uh, the guy who's delivering. And I'll never uh. forget the first time my dad brought home that little tyke's hoop. <laughs> When I was, what was it like dunking a Fisher Price? When that's, I was two weeks ago, when I was eighteen years old, was the first time I dunked. That's that. You know, what I just felt. I just felt for the first time how old white guys feel when they, when they realize, like, damn, that might have felt racist. Like I was talking about dunking, and you're like, I don't know what that's like, and I'm like, I'm, like, I'm, you're like, all right, there's a dwarf here yeah. who has absolutely never dunked in his life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> He hasn't even dunked Dunkaroos. Like, <laughs> I tried to dunk my Oreos, but then fucking Dikembe Mutombo just, just comes out of nowhere. They, no. just, they, just, they just crumble. They just crumble. <laughs> you leave them in there a little too long, and now you just got cream in the middle. <laughs> a handful of cream. Uh, uh, I rented that movie last night. <laughs> handful of cream. Solo scene. You live in that movie. Yeah. A solo scene. Yeah, it's a solo scene, but whatever. Well, there you have it, guys. The end of Volume 2, Best of ALN. Uh, I mean, again, putting this together, uh, so funny. So many great moments. And uh, and to think that we've got uh, a Volume 3 still yet ahead of us. We have that many uh, hilarious excerpts from episodes over the past, uh, the past year. So we will be releasing a Volume 3. Hope you enjoyed that one so much. And again, thank you guys so much. This has been an unbelievable 2015 Brad and I can't thank you enough. Thanks for subscribing and coming to the shows and tweeting at us and emailing us and uh, just supporting uh, what we do because we love it and uh, and the only reason we do it is, is for you guys. So, um, you know, because I don't like hanging out with Brad that much. Uh, so thank you so much. And uh, you know what? Make, make, make your New Year's resolution passing on the podcast to one person. If you can tell one person that doesn't know about the About Last Night podcast, that would be amazing. And, and what a cool thing to do because people love when they get turned on to stuff. Well, just getting turned on in general. But people love getting uh, introduced to new shit and, uh, and becoming a fan of it when it's still kind of in the grassroots stages. And, uh, yeah, we've been featured on iTunes twice. Yeah. Do we get a lot of downloads? That's not what we're talking about. Do we have big-time guests? Sure, maybe. Um, do we do the podcast out of my apartment? Yeah. Did, did Bob Saget come there? Yeah, he did. Did he make fun of my grandpa's chair and say it looked like somebody came on it? Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, it's we can't do this podcast without the support of you guys and, and hearing how much you guys love it. So uh, don't stop that. And we won't stop bringing you amazing shows. Like I said, January is going to be a big one, and February. So um, with that being said, uh, I love you. Shabbat shalom. Good night. And, um, you know, life your life.
everybody, it's me, Tony Danza. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? (laughs) Nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.